because it started to get lighter earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and cats are, oh my God, what's the word? Crepuscular. Ooh, nice. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, so at around mm, it's 4.30, kind of between 4.30 and 5 a.m., mm-hmm. Percy gets a little a little excited about the coming day and is like just tries to wake us up basically because she's yeah. like, it's morning. Yeah. It's morning now. Wake up. Get up. Get up. Get up. And it just, it started with her just like kind of like kneading at my chest and licking my face. I was like very cute. And I'm like, no, no, baby. It's, we're, we're still asleep. Yeah. But recently it's become like knocking things over. Like we have um, like the bin in our bedroom has like a swinging top. Mm-hmm. And she'll just hit it so that it swings <laughs> and it makes a noise. And she'll do it over and over and over again. Yeah. And I look at her and it, <laughs> it's comical because she's looking right at me, just hitting this bin yeah. so that it swings. Um, so it's like she thinks she's the alarm clock. Yeah. And she's not wrong. Um, yeah. she She's not wrong. It's just she's like four hours too early. <laughs> yeah, like. that's way too early. I mean, I was just, I think... Last week, I was just saying, Millie's doing a similar thing. Like, Oh, really? Yeah. yeah she's just started being like, well, I'm bored. Yeah. Uh, sun's up. So, but yeah, I, I guess it's probably just a seasonal thing, but she's never done it before that I remember, which is interesting. That is interesting. How old is Millie now? She was like one when we got her, and that was in 2019, I think. So she's like a grown up lady. Yeah. So she's got business to do. It might be that. She has meetings you know, to get to. She has meetings. Yeah. She has like errands to run. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's just an adult cat thing. She, Yeah. She needs to start her day and she's just like kind of judging you for being lazy. Yeah. That's definitely how I feel. <laughs> like she's like, how dare you still be asleep? Yeah. You know? And it's such a cheek as well because I am often up late writing and I'm like, you know I went to bed two hours ago. You yeah. saw me. You saw me get into bed yeah. two hours ago. So I don't know why you think it. And it's so annoying as well because Michael is such a heavy sleeper. Yeah. So nothing wakes him. You know, we could have a hurricane outside the window and nothing would wake him. Wow. Um, Incredible. Whereas I am not heavy sleeper. I'm no. a very light sleeper. Same. So I'm just immediately like, cool. Yeah. And then I have to do the thing in the dark of like trying to like move the things that she's knocking around and mm-hmm. hide them and put like the the bin in the wardrobe. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, please, please stop, please. Yeah, yeah. I think say I'm also a really light sleeper, and it does end up where like I just end up being the person that has to deal with the pets in the middle of the night more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I wonder if that's a biological thing of like because of kids. Yeah. I don't know. So annoying. So Probably annoying. though. I don't want it. I would like to be the heavy sleeper. I would love to be the heavy sleeper. <laughs> yeah. But I have to admit, like, I don't know any heterosexual couple where the yeah. man is the light sleeper. Like, I just don't. <gasps> well. So yeah, maybe it is a biological thing. That maybe. sucks. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I want the other one. <laughs> yeah, I don't want me that too. One. <laughs> um, I have been doing a cute thing with the dogs in the mornings lately where... I, I I had this like realization that dogs can eat eggs. Um, 
Huh? Which like, mm. you know, it's pretty obvious. It's nothing like what? But so now when I, if I make eggs in the morning, I also make an egg for the dogs in the morning. Oh my God, that's really cute. And I cute. split it between them. And I just think it's really cute that we all eat breakfast together. That's so cute. How do they like their eggs? Um, I've just been doing scrambled. I think nice, it's the easiest nice. way to split it between them. I bet yeah, they would love sure. like a, a runny egg over their food, but I don't have, I don't have time for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, they probably would. Right? I also, yeah. the reason I remembered this was that for some reason, Grant and I started, we, we looked up what the oldest living cat was. And, okay. Okay. So I got to look up this cat's name, actually. Cream Puff. Amazing. So Cream Puff lived to be 38 years old. Damn. And, and this is also, there have been reports of older ones, but this one, um, like where where was this? So cream puff is in, in Texas, I believe. Yeah, Texas. Um, wow. And my fa- the thing was this is this is a cream puff's owner, Jake Perry, said her diet consisted of dry cat food supplemented with broccoli, eggs, turkey bacon, coffee with cream, and every two days an eyedropper full of red wine. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he says, Perry claimed that this diet was key to her longevity and that the wine circulated the arteries. Perry also kept Cream Puff very active within the home, turning his garage into a movie theater that played nature documentaries for his cats. Wooden steps were built into the walls of Perry's homes for the cats to climb on, and Perry had built a screened enclosure in the backyard for his pets, including Cream Puff, to enjoy the outdoors. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. So... I guess that I mean there are antioxidants in red wine. Yeah. Like it is actually supposed to be kind of good for you. Obviously <laughs> in small doses and stuff. But an eyedropper full is a small dose. So I wow. was like, okay, I gotta start giving the pets eggs, but also apparently coffee and wine. Coffee and wine, broccoli, broccoli. love that for them. <laughs> Superfood. Wine and coffee though. I know. I'm so surprised that like that didn't result in a seriously unhappy tummy. For I know. A cat, but I, I guess, guess a little bit it makes sense in that, like, cats and dogs both like did evolve eating animal or eating human like scraps. Yeah, you know, but why? But why? <laughs> I don't know why. Like, that's just not one I've heard of. I know, me either. I well, I love that. Think for it's her. so funny. I know. And then here's the thing: you might also be like, okay, well, maybe that cat just had was just it was just luck. But he also had another cat who I think had the previous record that lived to be 34. Whoa. And I think there's maybe another one. So like all of his cats live a really long time. I, this is not an endorsement for that diet, to be clear. But I think but maybe he's doing something right. Maybe he's doing something right is all I'm saying. That's so interesting. Because I was, I mean, and oh, it really creates a picture, doesn't it? Like this old lady... <laughs> With her glass of wine. You know what I mean? Like called cream puff. You know, her high cholesterol diet just, and Texas as well. Like just this old, like this old, I'm thinking of just like an aged Southern belle. Just like, like bring me my wine now, boy. Like, like, come on, honey, put a little sugar in my, in my coffee. (laughs) And a little cream. (laughs) Just a smidge. Um, she also, yeah. Cream Puff also visually is like, she's really beautiful. She is like a slightly chunky cat. So you're like, mm. I, I think you're, wow. you're still picturing correctly. She's like, 
yeah. a, ca- a calico, but she's like she's got the like mostly white and then has like spot splotches of brown and black around. Very cute cat. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, yeah. come on, you can't. Cream puff is a chunky cat name. Yeah, it is. You know, you know what you're getting into when you name your cat Cream Just Puff. Just like Ma- Madam Cream Puff. You know? <laughs> Madam Cream. She's a big girl from the south. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. In I'm obsessed with that. That's so cool. Yeah. So. And then what did you say? The other one was 34. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I do think though that I mean what what that also speaks to is like. Clearly, they were indoor cats. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of stimulation. Yeah. They had, like, a lot of activity. Yeah. You know, moderating your home for your pet is going to probably give you longer with your pet. Yeah. And other than the two surprising ones, which are coffee and wine, like, the other things are, like, well, yeah, that is, like, kind That's of what's... You. Yeah, turkey bacon is, you know, nice, lean, not too fatty, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broccoli, broccoli great, great iron. Greens. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. No. Um, But it's, you know, it's really funny. I kind of want to go for a record with Percy. I kind of see Percy being... And Bengals do often live quite a long time. Yeah. Um, And also because they tend to be indoor. Like, my... One of my editors was telling me that, like, she had a Bengal who, which she said, was just like this malevolent <laughs> Miss Havisham type. <laughs> that, um, that Jen, she was like, she lived long out of spite, and I think she lived to be about twenty-one, um, and like was just like this this old, embittered, angry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, malicious force yeah. in her house, which I kind of love. Yeah, um, I do really like the idea of. Percy being this like old straggly lady who, you know, watches my kids go off to university and is like, see, I told you I was here before and I'll be here long after. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I really hope she ends up being, I mean, she will. She'll be grumpy still. Yeah, she's, well, she's She's, predisposed to grumps. So, but it's a funny image, like old grumpy cats. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Cause like Maud, it's getting old, but she's not grumpy. No, she's like, you said your your cats are like dogs. You always say they're like, really they're so sweet. Like, yeah, they like people. They do. Like Maud yeah, is obsessed with hands. Like she, because that's what gives her pets. So like sometimes I have to hide my hands under things because she'll just. What do you mean? She like goes after them. Like she uses her face and just like if like say your hand is sitting somewhere, she'll pet herself with your hand. That's so cute. <laughs> and it's it's adorable, but like sometimes I'm trying to read or something and she yeah. just won't stop nudging my hand. And I'm like, okay, you, you got, I, st- please stop. <laughs> because giving her pets should always be your highest priority, Alexis. Yeah, I that's know. She's reminding you, she's you know. Correct. She's correct. <laughs> um, this week, we are also talking about turtles. Yes. It wasn't my best segue. I couldn't think of anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, th- speaking of things that live a long time, there we go. Yeah. Um, because nice. I kept seeing TikTok videos of people digging up their turtles after the winter. And I was like, what is happening? What? Why are people burying their pets? I have never heard of this. Is this a thing you're supposed to do? So I did yeah. a little bit of research into that. Um, 
and Ella has some cool mythology. Mythology. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> mythology and like folklore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it's always hard to find the word for those. I think it's because we're looking at so many different varieties. It's like stories yeah. or fantasy, fantasy or culture, cultural ones or yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, but we're going So we're doing uh, Yeah, we're going mythology. Yeah, we'll go with today, mythology. Um so we're doing turtle talk. We also have a ready pet go from JL. So yeah, the burying your turtles thing because yes. I've also seen this a lot. Yes, and um, I think the thing that surprised me is that I just didn't know that that was a, like I didn't because also I see people like putting them in the fridge. Yes, yeah, that's the other one as too. well. And yeah. I just was like, is are you meant to? Like, I, obviously, I, I'm sure they know what they're doing. <laughs> they're not just freezing their pets. <laughs> but it is kind of it is kind of an extreme thing to see happen. Yes, and well, I. It's also one of those things I kind of thought when I first saw it, I was like, am I being pranked? Like, is this a funny yeah. like joke that I'm just not in on? And I and this is just because that would all it's pretty funny to like. Yeah. I, but OK, but it's not it's not a prank. Um, The first thing that I learned is that turtles don't hibernate um, slash other ectothermic, which means cold blooded animals. They brewmate, which is like basically the cold-blooded version of hibernation but it's slightly different well i'll give the definition um animals like reptiles and amphibians brumate while mammals and some birds hibernate the term brumation arose in the early 20th century so biologists could easily differentiate the two processes so hibernation lasts longer brumating animals often periodically wake up from time to time and eat um, and drink small amounts of food or water while hibernating animals usually stay dormant for the entire period and Brumating animals usually eat less food and before their dormancy begins, while hibernating animals have to eat increased amounts of food to sustain themselves. Right. And then obviously, like, brumating animals get cold. Like, whereas a hibernating animal, like a bear, stays warm in his little in his little cave. Um, mm. So that's the made the, the difference. So what the, the way that they do this, like in the wild, I found this article. It's a, a PBS article from North Carolina. Um, but apparently box turtles are their like state reptile. I also didn't wow. know we had state reptiles. No, but... I had no idea that that was a thing. <laughs> you guys have state everything <laughs> though. Do. Like there's a state bird, a state mm-hmm. plant, a state tree. Like yep. you just love it. Yeah. So we love to have of a course state there bird. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I should have known, but also had no idea. Um, <laughs> so that's their, their, the Eastern box turtle is, the, is their state reptile. Um, and it gets that name because, like, at a sign of anything unfamiliar, the box turtle pulls its head and legs into the shell and then, in amazing protection skill, uses the the hinged pastron, which is the bottom part of this shell, um, to close up behind them, forming an impenetrable box, which is cool. Wow. Um, that is cool. But, so, they brewmate in the winter. And they burrow into soft soil and enter a period of sluggishness, inactivity, and torpor. They live off stored fat, and their metabolism slows, but they can still move around if needed. So they're, they're active in the warmer months, and then um, they will also kind of do a, like a version of this in the summer called astivation, which is just like when it's too hot to go outside, they also will bury themselves to stay cold, nice. which I thought was cool. So how long are they are they 
how long is that for again? One to two months. So like people with pet turtles just well, lower their body temperature. Yes. And like deprive them of food and then <laughs> put them in, a, okay. in like a freezer. Kind of. So, okay. I think it makes sense when you know in nature, box, like box turtles, for instance, um, they brumate through the winter. They take shelter by burrowing up to two feet deep in dirt, mud, streams, stump holes, or other mammal burrows. And aquatic turtles, such as red-eared sliders, will often burrow themselves down into the mud at the bottoms of the ponds and lakes they live in and only come up for air every once in a while. So it's this it's a natural process, but and you can support the process with their pets. But I read a thing that was like, however, this process can be really dangerous for turtles and it should only be done if you are experienced at it. Like you can't just right. throw your turtle in the freezer for no. a couple months. Like there's way more to it than that, which is kind of why I was so confused. Yeah. Um, so. Wow. Do you want to know how you do it? Yeah. Okay. I really do. So the refrigerator method. Um, you basically... <laughs> You have to maintain a temperature between uh, one degree Celsius and ten degrees Celsius, and what? Ella knows what, what that big... means, and I can't think about that right now. So, <laughs> yeah, that's quite a big range. Yeah, because one degree, so zero is freezing, freezing. For us. right? So one degree is really effing cold. Yeah, yeah, and ten degrees is like it's it's chilly. I'm gonna need a coat, but. <laughs> yeah. But it's not one it's not, degree. Like, that's, right. There's a, it's, there's a difference there for sure. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. Okay. And they also say for hygienic purposes, like they use a different fridge. You don't just use the fridge in your house, um, which also was like right. easing to know, I think. I was like, oh, it's not just like throw them in with the ice cream. Um, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So for this one, it's like, you use a plastic sandwich box, a little bit larger than your tortoise, make some air holes in the lid, and place a pad of kitchen paper at the bottom of the box. And then other people like to use compost or sand, but like this person prefers just the paper. Um, and when they say hibernation, but we already learned that that's not what it's called. That's not what it's called. You place the, the tortoise inside the sandwich box and then place it in the fridge. You check on your tortoise every day and weigh it twice a week um, because they don't pee during this time, basically. And you have to weigh them um, to monitor their urine. I don't know the full details because I was like, I'm not, I don't have a turtle. To make so I don't sure need to... they're like continuing to produce it, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the idea. And then. How do you know that they're alive? Um, I think they, they're sluggish. Like if, when you take them out, I think they do kind of move. move. And I think. I mean, they're still, I guess that's a great question. Um, I would be so scared. Like, that would be my fear. Like, yeah. I would not be able to check. I would literally check on it every 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, and the poor thing would just be like, leave me alone. I'm asleep. Yeah. And I would be like, you, you, you okay? You good there? Like, yeah. Oh, it says, okay, here's, okay. If you use a refrigerator technique, you're, um, you're controlling the temperature. So the tortoise will not wake up by itself. So after two to three months of hibernation, you'll need to initiate this process. If you're using, there's another technique called the box technique, um, which they were saying is a little bit harder to do. But, you know, it's just another way I, I could explain it. But I think I think the fridge one is interesting enough. You to, to take them out, you have to remove the tortoise from the fridge, place it near the heat source. Um, 
or like if you, if you have a turtle, you usually have that anyway. And they should gradually warm up over two to three hours and it'll start becoming more active. And then you have to like encourage them to drink during this time and be like, hey, bud, you're, you're up. Welcome back. And that's that. But wow. the other thing is like you don't have to do this. Yeah. And that was the the other article was like you should be experienced. And also like you can if you are already maintaining their temperature and they're living inside, you don't need to 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 do this. You can like replicate. They'll just continue to be awake all the time. Okay. Um, They can. I think, you know, if you want to keep their natural cycles going. But if you have a pet turtle it's, and you have not been burying them or putting them in the fridge, you're doing fine. Yeah. Don't panic. Okay, cool. Um, and so turtles and tortoises. Mm-hmm. Uh, so turtles are in the sea? Basically. I mean, not all. Some are, they're they're the water version, I think is a way, uh, an easy way to put it. But Okay, and tortoises can be on land too? Yeah, they're mostly inland. They're n- tortoises are cool. not swimmers. Which is why they have like the stubby little legs exactly the the little fins yeah and like so all tortoises are turtles but not all turtles are tortoises it's one of those squares and rectangles yeah i was literally thinking it's like squares (laughs) and rectangles um hold on sorry so all all tortoises Mm -hmm. are are turtles Mm -hmm. so a tortoise is a kind of turtle exactly got you yeah so yeah turtles is a kind of turtle that lives on land yeah, like tortoises spend most of their time sunbathing on land, while turtles like to be um, near oceans, rivers, waters, streams. Um, and turtles have webbed feet. Tortoises have those, like the ones you're talking about. They're like claws. And um, yeah, yeah, that's. I feel like you. It's just like just two different Pokemon types of the same. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like for sure. land one, sea one. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like different evolutions of the same thing. Yes. The other fun fact that I learned that I have to tell you about is that turtles can breathe through their butts. Exactly. Uh, and I just listener, so you know, Ella's mouth has fallen agape. With like delight. Yes. Like, <laughs> how? Okay. What do you mean? So when turtles brumate, they rely on that stored energy and uptake op- oxygen from the pond water um, by moving it across body surfaces that are flush with blood vessels. In this way, they can get enough oxygen to support their minimal needs without using their lungs. Turtles have one area that is especially well vascularized, which means it has a lot of blood vessels, and that's their butts. I'm obsessed with this. Right? Yeah. So. So. So they so they breathe in through their butts. Yeah, basically. Do they breathe out through? So. Because <laughs> they're just absorbing. Like fart to live. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That's wow. beautiful. That's incredible. Yeah. And the technical, <laughs> the technical term is. Cloakal respiration. Wow. Yeah. They breathe through their butts. That's so cool. Right? It's one of those that I learned that, again, I had that feeling of like, why didn't anyone tell me this? Yeah. We should all know that about turtles. That should be like turtle sure. fact number one. Yeah. I would love to. It's like a dream of mine to watch, you know, the little baby baby turtles, turtles. Running, for the, running for the waves. Like, so cute. So sweet. So sweet. They're such cute 
animals. Have you ever seen have you ever seen them like no. get released? No. I should I'd love it. Down in Mexico. Yeah. Can go. That's gonna have to go on our list of things to do along with um our castle in the French countryside. Yeah. Honestly yeah. it might be more doable at this point. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are the main things I learned. Cool. Yeah. What um what what cool myth stuff did you find? Oh, there are so many interesting ones. Um, so to start with, there's a kind of a, a common creation myth across quite a few cultures of the cosmic turtle, mm. um, which has appeared in lots of different cultures around the world, millennia. Um, so it, it, it's this idea that like the, like uh, the first being was a turtle yeah. that held up the world on its back and i'd never heard of this you haven't so no i'd never heard of this wow oh so you haven't read uh the terry pratchett books which ones the uh discworld no <sighs> okay you gotta it's another yeah. book on the reading list yeah they're cool. short also which is nice they're good like amazing short reads um so apparently the world turtle first appeared in hindu mythology um, in the form of the god Vishnu's second avatar, Kerma. Um, so he, Kerma, provided like a celestial foundation um, upon which a mountain is balanced. And then in China, there's a traditional creation mythology with a giant turtle named, I want to say, Ao, A-O. Um, so according to the legend, the creator goddess cut off the legs of the cosmic turtle and used them to prop up the heavens, um, which is really sad. So like this, this turtle like gave its life to oh. to hold up the universe, yeah. making sure the sky didn't fall down. Um, and then the one I had heard of, which is slightly different, is um, in Indigenous American myth and legend. Um, apparently, it's quite prevalent amongst the the Lenape and the Iroquois people. Mm-hmm. But I have seen it attributed to uh, different groups as well, um, which is the idea that. Uh, at the beginning when there were animals and no people, lots of different animals tried to dive down to the bottom of the ocean to bring up soil to form land. Mm. And the one that was successful was the turtle. And um, so, and, and that is how the world was formed. And many indigenous tribes still call North and Central America Turtle Island um, oh, because cool. of that creation story. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and then there's also... My like kind of personal favorite mm-hmm. is um, the the so in ancient Egyptian um, there is this depiction of a freshwater turtle and the word for it is Sheeta, which is the surname of my best friend who's Aww. Egyptian. So um, uh, and supposedly they were like symbols of like health and long life and used to ward off evil. And when they were seen in pairs, it was said to represent the ebb and flow of the Nile. Wow. Which I just think is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so poetic. And then there's like a kind of the opposite almost of that, which is in um, West African mythology. It's attributed in a few articles I've read to Yoruba, but um, it, it could also just be like diasporic, um, which is the, which is uh, Yapa uh, or Ijapa, the tur- who's a turtle in uh, West African folklore. And he's kind of like... Um, like a trickster figure. So quite similar to like a Nancy who's a trickster spider. 
yeah. in West African folklore. Yeah, he was very wise and kind of cunning and clever. And uh, in a lot of the stories, he sort of will play tricks on on various creatures and, you know, kind of do mischievous things. So there's like one story where he wanted to keep all of the world's wisdom to himself. So he goes around and like collects all the wisdom and then wants to hide it on the top of the tallest palm tree that he could find, but he can't climb the palm, the palm tree. And then he meets a snail and um, the snail is like watching him like climbing up and up and down this tree and failing. Yeah. So the snail suggests the yapa um, put all of the wisdom on his back as opposed to on his front, like the snail has mm. with his shell. Mm-hmm. And so he, um, so he did that. He put all the wisdom on top of his back and climbed to the top of the tree. But then at the top of the tree, he gained like a new perspective oh. on what it meant to possess all the world's wisdom. And like has this sort of realization that like, there's no point in him having all of the world's wisdom. If the snail was able to point out the, that was the best way to carry all the wisdom. So he goes back down and um, into the water and then releases all the wisdom into the world. That's Which I love. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Really so, um, but there's loads. There's, like turtle mythology is, is so fascinating. I think it really speaks to the way they, they do seem like these ancient wise, mythical. Definitely. Feeling creatures. Yeah. They have um, a very knowing look about them. They do, and I just, I, I wonder, I don't know if you came across this at all, um, how long the turtle has existed in the form it's existed in, because they they have that dinosaur vibe, don't oh, they? I know yeah. a lot of reptiles do, um, but they yeah. really have that I thing think, of like, yeah, tortoises have been around old. for more than 55 million years. Do you see what I mean? Like they're, they're, like, they're just dinosaurs. See, they're dinosaurs. Yeah. Also, they live, like their lifespan is super long. Yeah, um, and I know that I have a friend that had one, and they have to like they live longer than humans. They live to like eighty to one hundred and fifty years. So if you have one, you have to have like things in your yeah. will to be like who here's who gets my turtle. Yeah, um, which is crazy. Imagine inheriting a turtle. Oh my god! I mean, and being cool. like, oh yeah, this is like my great grandmother's turtle, my great great grandmother's turtle. <laughs> Imagine all the things they've seen yeah. and all the scandal they know about. The oldest, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, the oldest living animal is, <laughs> is a tortoise named Jonathan, who is, is. 190 years old. <gasps> That's almost 200. Okay, so first of all, Jonathan, Jonathan. Jonathan for a turtle, obsessed with that. <laughs> yeah. um, it's excellent, excellent. Yes. Um, 190. 190. When, how long ago was that? Oh, oh like, for, uh, he was born in 1832. And. 1832. Yeah. 1832. What is, what's happening in 1832? Um, we haven't had emancipation. We haven't had the industrial revolution. No, have we? No, we haven't had emancipation. We haven't had the industrial revolution. Like that tell knows a time before cars existed. Yeah. He's still where? Where does Jonathan live? Jonathan lives in Saint Helena, a British overseas territory in the South Atlantic Ocean. Wow! Yeah, turtles could talk, man. If turtles could talk, he knows so much. And looking at this guy, he knows a lot. Yeah, I bet. I believe that. I believe that. A hundred and ninety. I can't. And I think he's still eighteen thirty-two. Alive? 
also. Wow. Yeah. At, at least from what I can tell. I have, there's no reports of him not still being alive. So in 2022, he was named. Yeah, yeah, he's still alive. Wow. So, he, so it, it could keep going. I mean, he could. I mean, I will never. Obviously, Finding Nemo is a is a big, a big favorite film. Yes. Um, and yeah, Crush, who's like 150, yeah. dude, and still young. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> he's just this incredible, oh, like yeah. rad old oh, dude. I love him. Ugh, <laughs> oh, so cool. Yeah, that's so many generations. Like I can't. I mean, I literally can't comprehend because we don't live that long. Like I no have no concept of that wow the sea is such a mystery i just i find i know we joke about how like every animal kid at some point wanted to be a marine yeah, biologist true. but because it holds so many secrets there's so much we don't know and understand yeah. about the way that life exists i don't because that's a jonathan is a tortoise so he's on the land i wonder if oh cool. whoa if, that's even wilder yeah the, it's the tortoises that live a really long time the so where where like where who I just have so many questions about Jonathan's life. Who's it? Is he living with a family? Like, has he been in a family? Or is he in a zoo? Yes, he has been living. Hold on. Wait, sorry. Also, apparently, Jonathan is gay. Right. See, this is the thing. Clearly. <laughs> I, I genuinely think that, like... It, in a world free of homophobia, being gay would drastically expand your 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 lifespan. Yes. Like, this is what we have to learn from And also, like, remember our lesbian koalas who are exactly. having the best time yes. and living their absolute best lives. That's so funny. Okay, so um he Jonathan arrived in St. Helena as a gift to Sir William Gray Wilson in 1882, um, who later became governor of the island. Since then, Jonathan has wandered and grazed the gardens of the plantation house, the governor's residence, where he has seen 31 governors hold office. Um, and according to a letter from 1882, when Jonathan first moved to St. Helena from the Seychelles, um, he arrived fully grown, which would mean he was at least 50 years old. Jonathan may have hatched in 1832, but the, but the almost bicentarian is likely older. Um, wow. So he might be 200 already. He might be 200 already. But we know at least that, he's that And old. he's just plodding around like, oh, another governor. They come and they go, but I'm here forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Here's This is fun. Um, the Smithsonian incredible. had this article about him. And so if he was in fact born in 1832, Jonathan has lived through many historical events. To name only a few. President Andrew Jackson's second inauguration in 1833 and the inaugurations of 39 more United States presidents. The first wow. photograph of a person was snapped in 1838. Wow. The incandescent light bulb was invented in 1878. The beginning and end of two world wars and the first yeah. steps of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin on the moon in, 16, in 1969. So he's seen it a all. Few. To name a few. Like that's just, it's a pretty, you can tell it's from the US, but still. <laughs> but yeah like he's seen a lot yeah that's incredible yeah oh i wish turtles could talk the tortoise's favorite foods include bananas cabbage carrots and apples he's a veggie he's a veggie boy would love to meet jonathan would love to talk to somebody would love to meet jonathan. Has... i think we are uh, one more gay animal story Ugh. and we're gonna need like gay animal merch i'm so <laughs> 
aggressively on board with the gay it's animals. So funny that like, of course he is. Of course he is because he's lived for this long and realizes that like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. He's taken a long time to find himself, Ugh. you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's had the time to think about it and he knows yeah. himself and he's not ashamed. No. Because it's like the first thing that comes 200. up. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. It just, it just further reinforces the rhetoric of like <laughs> this idea that only like being straight is like natural and you're just like ha ha you're all stupid if you think that because <laughs> there are lesbian koalas and gay tortoises so yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about yeah uh, and that tortoise is older than you so, sh- so sh- put some respect on jonathan's name especially honestly. for people who are like you know respect tradition respect your elders like i am i'm respecting jonathan i'm respecting jonathan the gay tortoise yes like, what, are, what are you doing <laughs> Well, respect, Jonathan. I hope you live another 50 years. Yeah. You probably already have a favorite animal. Maybe it's a powerful apex predator like the tiger or a cute and cuddly panda. And those are great. But have you considered something a little more unconventional? Could I perhaps interest you in the Greenland shark, which can live for nearly 400 years? Or maybe the jewel wasp, who performs brain surgery on cockroaches to control their minds? On Just the Zoo of Us, we review animals by giving them ratings out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. Listen with friends and family of all ages to find your new favorite animal with Just the Zoo of Us on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Jordan Cruciola, the host of Feeling Scene, where we talk about the movie characters that make us feel seen. And I'm the show's producer, Marissa. Jordan, you've interviewed so many directors, actors, writers, film critics, and I like to play this little game where I take a sip of coffee every time someone says, that's such a great question. That's such a fabulous question. Or they tell you how smart you are. I think that you are rather brilliant. And of course, the big one is... When, when they, they cry, cry unexpectedly. unexpectedly. Yes, yes. Jordan, I don't want to cry on your podcast. I wasn't expecting to <laughs> cry. I mean, it makes me kind of want to cry. <sighs> Feeling Seen comes out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Listen already. What are you waiting for? Jordan, that's such a great question. <laughs> yeah. Ella, we have Ready, Pet, Go. Amazing. And I'm going to read it. Does the Ready Pet Go come in pictures? It does. I put them in the I put them in our, our Google Doc so that you can see okay, them. Okay, cool. They're I'm on really the bottom. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Ready, pet, go. Hi, my name is JL, pronounced JL, uh, which was just for us, but I read it to you guys anyway. Uh, and I love your show. I started listening to CIPYD during 2020, and it provided a lot of happiness during unhappy times. So I'm glad you're still here for all the unapologetic animal lovers. I've always been a dog wanter, so I never participated in Mutt Minute. Now, I want to tell you about my cat, Speedy. I got Speedy when I was little and asked my parents for a pet. They said no. Shortly after, a cat appeared in my backyard while my parents were at work. I gave him a cardboard box to nap in, and the rest is history. Now, it's 18 years later, and my little buddy is still living his best life. He came to college with me and recently moved halfway across the country with me. He loves naps and snuggles and the occasional walk outside. When Speedy wants cuddles... He will find a way to get them. No unoccupied lap is safe. His second favorite place to snuggle up is not either of his two beds. It's my bed. 
He will sit on the pill and wail like he's auditioning for an ASPCA commercial because he wants to be under the blankets. <laughs> if I offer assistance and lift up the blankets for him, it's never good enough and he walks away. He has a very specific bedtime routine. Once I'm settled in, Speedy jumps up on my head and waits patiently for me to lift up the blanket for him. Then he curls up by my side and purrs. He's my best friend. Thanks for letting me share him. Cat tax included. Keep being amazing. JL. Okay. So good. So I need good. to like talk about the pictures that we've been, <laughs> that we've been sent. Yeah. So picture number one, Speedy in harness and lead. Now, yes. as a Bengal owner, I love a harness and lead cat. I'm a fan of this. Yes. Speedy is, is, is Speedy a tabby? Would you, would you call? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Tabby, like a gray brown tabby mm-hmm. um, with um, really beautiful eyes and little white, little white socks on his people mm-hmm. post pictures. Picture number two is Speedy with just like the littlest tip of tongue poking. <laughs> yeah. Just the it's just the perfect amount of tongue yeah. to be like like just a little bit cheeky. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it's it's like someone was like, okay, now do a silly one. Yes. And Speedy was like, oh, okay, okay. fine. Meh. You know? Yeah. 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 And just, oh, yeah. Perfection. Um, JL, thank you so much for that. I particularly enjoyed the uh, auditioning for an ASPCA commercial. Because <laughs> yes. um, my cat does that too. Also, uh, never occurred to me that you guys would have it. Of course, it's the ASPCA. Oh, yeah. You are. Like, of course, it just didn't. Oh, yeah, that's It didn't occur to me that that would be different. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also think it's funny. I didn't pre-read this before we started. And I think it's really fun that we talked about like older animals and yeah. he's 18. He fits perfectly in this episode. Totally. And it's and also it's funny, before we started recording, we were talking about like our grandparents. Yeah. Like it's my grandma's 88th birthday today. So shout out to grandma. Yeah. So we've really been like shouting out the like uh, the, the the pension of pets and people today. Yeah. Um, I'm really here for it. Old timers, respect, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't say it's, it's it's hard out here, and you're still going. <laughs> yeah. You know, cats, people, tortoises, turtles. <laughs> Honestly, I like thinking about old animals without the sad part. Totally, that's great. Totally, yeah. Just this cat, like living his best, <laughs> like life, his best geriatric life, yeah. just warm and toasty under blankets all the time, oh. demanding attention. That's yes. how I want to be when I'm old. I want to be warm and attention seeking. Yeah. So basically how you are now, but Yeah, I was going to say literally me now. (laughs) (laughs) But but like 60 years older. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I also want, I'm curious about the origin of the name Speedy. Yeah. Is it Speedy Gonzalez? Is it Speedy just, was it just a fast cat? Um, Is there another Speedy in pop culture that I don't know about? Feel free to let me know. Yeah, I'd like a follow-up for sure. <laughs> um, if you have a Ready Pet Go, you can email it to us at comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org. I forgot how emails worked again. Um, and you can either write it out and we can read it or you can record it yourself and we'll play it on the show. Join us on Discord. It's been really fun. Yes. Um, Instagram, we're on there too. Twitter, we're kind of on there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if anyone uses Twitter anymore. I think we should add Finding Nemo to the list of potential potential movie um, watch-along, watch-along that, films. That's one of those movies that like the first five minutes of it makes me cry 
Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. A lot of it. A lot of it makes me cry. Makes me cry. I think it's like one of those movies that I was like the fastest I've ever cried in a movie. I was like, what? (laughs) Already? Okay. Fair enough, actually. Yeah, they really, they they lull you into a false sense of security and then immediately just like, no. Yeah. You're not having fun anymore. (laughs) Nature's hard. Yeah. We should. It is. I love that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, too. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? No, I think you got it all. Nice. All right. Well, I've been Alexis B. Preston. I've been Ella McClapp. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.